check the podcast. Join the podcast. Tim is podcast. Woo! What is up? What is up? What's going on, friends? How are you guys doing today? Welcome to my podcast. My name is Timon, and you're listening to Timmons Podcast. This podcast is uh, just about me talking to my friends and just documentation of my life. I thought maybe I should start telling you just a little bit about what the podcast is about. And so, yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of just uh, me talking to people I love to talk to and just releasing it, creating memories, creating times, and uh, putting it on the internet for all of you listeners to listen to. So first off, I want to say thank you for listening. If this is your first time, last time, every time, anytime, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for just uh, tuning in. All 300 unique listeners that have been happening in the past, I don't know, six to eight months of me recording podcasts. Um, I appreciate you guys. Uh, today's podcast is uh, a good buddy of mine. He's actually Bromance in my phone. That's his name. <clears throat> We've been buddies since 2016, and he's done a very influential, done a lot for me. Uh, influenced my life a lot um, and so I really appreciate our friendship he's a go-getter he's a doer you'll hear all that but his name is Joe Mel uh, community legend uh, absolute just phenomenon great guy um, so I was blessed to have him as a friendship and blessed to have him on my podcast and we just chit chat talk about all amazing things so I know you guys will love this one um, if you don't I loved it and that's really all that matters <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll stop talking, but uh, just, yeah, thank you so much for Joe coming on, and, and guys, enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, Joe Mel. Good. <laughs> All right. Okay, welcome, dude. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Excited to be here. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> it has. It's this been a long true. time coming. This is true. Uh, introduce yourself, and then we'll just start from All there. All right. My name is Joe Mel. Uh, I am a millennial uh, from born and raised in Goshen, Indiana. I work for Forest River in marketing, and I love flying drones and hanging out with my family. Family man. Uh, Joe Mel, a.k.a. Bromance in my phone. <laughs> True. True. Love you. Yeah. You've just done a lot of different things. I have. Yeah. I have. I'm, I kind of go all over the place. I'd say Joe Mel, like the social media guru, in a way. Uh, I don't like the word guru. I just do. Social media I'm a big, wizard. I'm a big doer over talking. <laughs> and most people just talk, right? Yeah. And I do. Yeah. And so sometimes it gets me in trouble. Sometimes it doesn't. And most of the time it doesn't. So <laughs> most I, of the time it doesn't. Yeah. So I just do, just do over talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's true. That's all it is. Well, I, I just know you, you've just done a lot of different things and you've had a lot of endeavors and it's been cool to watch that. Mm-hmm. The progression, the growth, yeah. all stuff. Yeah. So starting from the days of when we used to work cross street from each other. Oh my goodness. How did we meet? I'm trying to think. Oh uh, dude, the winery. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The winery. You were with Ryan. I was with Ryan. And I was with my buddy Dan. Yeah. And we came in and we just started talking. Yep. And uh, who else was there? Was Benji there? Benji was there, yeah. Man, Benji was there. That was a good time. That was, yeah. It was like an open mic or something, right? I don't remember. I just remember that's where we met. And then we just started seeing each other. Around. And then I was, you wanted to get, and then I think we saw each other at some chamber thing, then like following week or weeks yeah. or sometime after that. Yep. And then I was like, you're Tim, and we hung out that one night. Yeah. Yeah. And then ever since then, it's been bromance just all day long. Bromance all day long. <laughs> yeah. You worked at Digital Hill. I worked at Meadow Travel and. You had to do stuff for Digital Hill stuff, and I had to do stuff for Mail Travel. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it the world's collided. And I think you're trying to sell a website at one point to 
uh, Middle Trouble. The too. owners, yep. They needed it. That I think they still that, do. Yeah. I don't think it's ever happened. That's okay. Yeah. That's all good. And then oh, we well. just we started doing stuff. Yeah, we started. So it actually we started like doing lunch. Yep. Just hanging out, talking lunch. We have a little bit different political views. Yeah. And uh, I think we were sitting, was it Indian? Were you eating Indian? Yeah. It was during 2016 election. Yeah. And I remember saying to you, man, I just hate how much hate is in the world. Yeah. Like, it's bullshit. Yep. And so I think that's when you and I decided, let's do something about it. Yeah. And my idea was, let's start what community minded, right? No, 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 no. We did, uh, doing good for Goshen. Doing good for Goshen. Doing good for Goshen. And then it just took off. It took off. That was fun. That was pretty that cool. That was fun. So that was actually my introduction into teaching myself how to edit video. Wow. Yeah. So like I've dabbled in like iMovie and all that kind of stuff. And I've, I've seen it. I've watched things and I've read things. But then back in 2016 is when I really just like went full in, it. took some classes, took some courses. Well, you got a drone too. I got That's a drone and then I started learning like video camera settings and I really started diving into the whole video creation world. Yeah. Which I'm so glad I did because that led me to where I am right now. Yeah. So That's crazy. It, is. it opened up a lot of doors for us too. It did. I think. It was yeah. really interesting how that opened up a lot of doors for us. Because people, I remember people, I was walking down at the art walk. And someone came up to me that I had no idea. And he's like, I love your videos. I'm like, how did you, you know? But yeah. then it helped us with figuring out how to do social media, specifically yep. Facebook. Yep. Figured out how to do, like, videos and stuff. And yep. just coming up with creative ideas that were just kind of stupid. Oh, and it worked so, out. Yeah. Right? I mean, my favorite one is is the candy and the traffic. That was good. We just, one day, we were like, let's go buy a bunch of candy. We went and bought, like, 100 bucks worth of candy at Kroger. Yeah. yeah. And, and we just passed it out. That and was people, cool. oh, and we got honeys gift certificates. Yeah, that was cool too. Yeah, and so people just ate it up. I remember. That I mean, I I still get comments to till this day. Be like, you're that guy that did the video with candy. <laughs> <laughs> that traffic was so bad, though. It was. It was like the perfect timing of everything. Cause yeah, traffic was so bad in Goshen at that. Traffic moment. was terrible. Because they had two closed. bridges closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there was only one bridge to get across the Elkhart River in Goshen, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was backed up on there, and it just worked out. Yeah, I remember the homeless guy. Remember, no, like, the homeless guy. Yeah, that was cool. that was your idea. Yeah, yeah, that was your idea. You and we I got, was all we about. We got it. trouble for filming in Kroger. <laughs> I wore Heelys. <laughs> Wearing Heelys. <laughs> yeah, I was wearing they Heelys, so and I was filming, and yeah. they were like, "You guys can't be in here doing that." And uh, I, st- I put the camera in the in the, in the, in the shopping cart and just continued filming. <laughs> And that guy, like, we just walked around. And he's like, I don't want to be filmed. We still filmed him. Yeah. And then he had all his geese that he would follow around. Oh, Do you remember yeah. that? No, swans. It was swans. the swans. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, and he named them all. Yep. And he, he was, like, their protector. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it was cool. The stuff was... you get to experience just going outside your shell. Yeah, and just yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, we Do over talk. We ran uh, that 5K for the... <laughs> forgot about that that was good right around the time of the ice bucket challenge yeah uh we ran a the parade race 5k and and we passed out water to the crowd yeah that was really funny it was like 100 degrees that cop did not like us remember that i was like oh my gosh dude come on bro and so and then at the very end we had this like huge bucket of cold water and we dumped it on ourselves for the asl challenge that was good because uh, we put the bucket, we put the water in the stroller and yeah. pushed it. That yeah, was crazy. <laughs> yeah, we got creative. Yeah, we got creative. Yeah, that was a good time. For sure. Yeah, and then you moved to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, and then we had to. I didn't have anyone that was willing to do. 
uh, with me, do those kind of things with me. And so that series stopped. And then I took a pause for a hot minute because I transitioned out of Digital Hill to to Vala, right? to Vala Marketing. Which kind of you got that through doing good for Gushing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, gave some exposure. Yeah, because the videos that I was creating, uh, the owner took notice. Yeah, Grant took notice, and he was like, "Dude, you got some grit. Um, I'd love to sit down and talk to you." And so we sat down and talked, and and that's and that's how I ended up at Vala. Um, so I mean, just doing again it just it led it opened doors yeah um and i started a series called community minded yeah while i was at vala and i did that for about six months that was kind of like interviews right yeah that was similar to like what we're doing right now yeah. but i just had it on camera and posted to youtube right um right. yeah i need to post this to youtube yeah i didn't have the mic setup you have but mine's super janky <laughs> hey it's hey it's better than what i had did you have <laughs> do like over a little lapel and then... no dude i just had a shotgun oh really from the camera yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm definitely, but I've figured all that stuff out since because of doing community minded, it set me up to figure out how to do audio on camera. That's cool. Yeah. Cause you and I would just like talk really fast and then it'd be a bunch of execution shots. Yep. And yep. so now like what I'm doing with forced river, it's, we're doing like unit tours and how to videos and training videos and all these different things. And so I got to make sure that the audio is really good. Yeah. That's and, huge. um, and make sure the light is correct and all that stuff. So I've all these classes and all that time I took back in 2016 is just really coming to fruition right now. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. It's just how it's just, just I'm a big believer of doing will always lead you to more doors. Yeah. Yeah. Being active, it just pushes mm-hmm. your way through stuff. And yep. Yeah. You're not going to open doors by sitting on your couch. Nope. Yeah. Not at all. It's not. No, good. no. I need to figure out. I'm I'm gonna do something with this room, but I want to do like a a camera setup, so you can like record. Like there'll be video along with yeah, this dude. podcast. I think that's yeah. the next evolution. Yeah. I got a GoPro for Christmas. Nice. So I'll figure out how to kind of angle it somewhere so I can get like at least a look. Get two at. GoPros. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because yeah. you want one and the other looking at mm-hmm. both, and faces. then wire them together to the computer to your mic setup. Okay. That way, it auto the audio is captured as well. Okay. On that, so that way you don't have to splice it. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, because this works out really well. Yeah. No, this is a good setup. But yeah. Yeah. And then so, if you could add a dimension to your podcast of video, yeah, you can take splices of your video and Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, yeah. wherever you want to go. Yeah, that's the next yeah. thing I need to do too. Is uh, uh, I only have Twitter right now. It's my only outlet for my this podcast, this podcast. Uh, stuff. So I need to do an Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. For a long time, I didn't know if I wanted to. Yeah. I kind of kept it like a low key secret. Yeah. Like you I did. don't. I know. I'm not trying to do bust it out. I'm doing this because I want to have fun with people and just talk to people. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I'm not like trying to be professional about it. I mean, somewhat. Sure. I want quality, but it's yeah. like I don't want to. But I think it's time to jump to the next step. I had yeah. like 1,500 downloads. And Dude, it's, yeah. yeah it's, You're crushing it. You can take yeah. it to the next level. You just got to start. listeners. You got to start talking to it. Yeah. Or start just blasting it out talking there. Talking about it. Talking about it. Put it yeah. on your personal crate. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you're doing it just on your personal Twitter or no, do you I have, have a, a Twitter? I have a separate Twitter. So then create a, a handle separate. for Instagram yeah. for that. And even and even for TikTok, man. Yeah. Just That's your new big thing. That's right? my new big thing. TikTok. I freaking love TikTok. <laughs> And so I'm many scared people of it. <laughs> see that. Don't be, you, dude. You're you're millennial like me. I think, right? Are you Gen Z? No, I'm millennial. You're millennial. Yeah. Okay. So, this is the thing that just drives me wild is when people are like, "I'm scared. Of it. I'm scared. Of it. 
I don't want to do it. Don't even want to. Yeah. Just do it. What's stopping you? Uh, the Chinese government. <laughs> <laughs> they already know everything about you. I so know. Why well, they, have, they don't have Huawei phones here yet. They're, they're, they're trying to get in. They're just data mining. Like, yeah. They're data mining our youth and just understanding their and also influencing the way that they And we them. haven't done that with Facebook over uh, there. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and Instagram. And, and Twitter yeah. and Snapchat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, every major po- popular social media platform right now have come from America, yep. except for TikTok. Except for TikTok. Well, it and is TikTok also. I mean, TikTok is is really being pushed here as well. Yeah. But I just it's kind of crazy. Like the U.S. government doesn't allow their government officials to have TikTok on their phone. Yeah. Uh, it's illegal. Or it's, it's not, not illegal. illegal. It's it's, just... it's uh, you can't download TikTok in China. Even part though it's of a me Chinese is government. part of me thinks that that's just conspiracy. <laughs> ByteDance is the company that owns TikTok. Yeah. I've listened to interviews. I've read articles. I've dove into this guy. He is just, he's very similar to like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. He's an intelligent dude. Yeah. He just, he's trying to create this new platform. Yeah. I mean, he invested tons of money. It was like $5 billion. Into TikTok. Into TikTok. Because yeah, he bought Musical.ly. Yeah, Musical.ly. Right? Yeah. And because Vine or Twitter bought Vine and then right. just let that die, yeah, which was so it. stupid. Yeah, I know. They Vine missed a so huge cool. opportunity. Yeah. And then Musical.ly was kind of like its replacement. But that it didn't hit it right. It just didn't hit right because it was just dancing girls that right. were lip syncing and right. you were just, you're missing a whole genre of people. Yeah. Well, where TikTok has succeeded is they've taken that Vine base and that Musically base and, and then it. combined them, yeah. and you get you get video. I mean, you still get those girls dancing to lips and yeah, lip the syncing girls and stuff, or whatever. that kind yep. of stuff. Yep. But you know, I post videos about RVs. Yeah. And it's they're simple wow. videos. They take me five minutes or less, yep. and I get hundred and fifty thousand views. Yeah. <laughs> What's the demographic of? Um... Uh, yeah. So right from my research, and I re- I I look at this once a week, just trying to figure out if like a new report has come out or anything. Um, their TikTok ByteDance they release quarterly numbers, yeah. so we only have back in November. They haven't okay. released Q- quarter four yet. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so in quarter three, the largest audience was between eighteen and twenty five. That makes sense. That's the largest. Yep. That's like 30-some percent of the app. And then the next largest audience was like 20-some of the app was 25 to 45. Oh, wow. Okay. And also, I just... There was someone talking the other day that that works at ByteDance, and they were talking about how they are getting ready to release their quarter four reports, and that the largest growing audience member is 18... Or no, it's 25 to 45. Oh, wow. Okay. That's the largest growing. And then he said they're about to overtake the 18 to 25 demographic. Wow. Millennials are jumping in this thing. Vine users are jumping in on this thing. YouTubers are jumping in on this thing. Yeah. Um, No, that's that's so true. Yeah. I see more and more people releasing TikToks than they are the between, I would say between 20 and 30. Yeah. That's what I see that. Yeah. Which is good or maybe 35. I think it's good because... um, just kind of like Facebook is now an older demographic. I think mm-hmm. now that you're getting in before everyone else is getting in, you'll be established. Yeah, exactly. It's like the established YouTubers before yep. they're just creating content long before it was ever a big thing. Yep. And then now everyone that's on YouTube, they they have so much more credibility because they're so exactly. depth in there. Yeah, yep. I think it is. I I've talked to a lot of musicians and stuff who do uh, TikTok, and it's like. Uh, 
it's a great way to get the numbers. It is. You know, especially it's, when you get 130,000 views. And, my focus is my focus isn't necessarily driven in on like I need to have I need these results. I'm not looking for results right, right now. I'm right. looking to understand how the app works because I'm a firm believer that this app or at least the way this app works, 15 second, 60 second quick videos that are shot right there from within the app itself, edited and then posted. Yeah. Are or that's the future of how social media is going to be absorbed. Hmm. Facebook is working on making something very similar where they're going to release it within Instagram. Gotcha. And cause they're testing it down in Brazil right now. And I've tried to get my, like I've, tr- I've tried to figure out how to do it, but it's IP blocked. Uh, so I can't, I've seen videos from you like, need to, um, you need to use a tour or a VPN, yeah. a VPN. A VPN. Yeah. So I'd have to spend the time to do that. But Ola is pretty so easy. I found, you need help with a VPN. I can yeah. Look. So what I've done is I found videos of people like yeah. releasing this Instagram thing, and from what it looks like, it's dead almost exactly the same as TikTok. Which I is, mean that makes sense. That's what Instagram did with Snapchat stories. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And there's, I mean, there's really not a lot of originality in the world. It's just people are going to absorb content differently. Yeah. Are you going to be the one that is is posting uh, news articles on? Twitter, or are you going to be the one posting 15 second clips on TikTok right. that then you can take and post on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat? Right. Because you, you, that video can save and it's saved horizontally so that it'll, you hit can, every single platform. You can hit on every platform. Yes. But see, I'm moving away from shorter clips. I love talking for three hours and releasing it as a podcast. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, then, and there's, whereas a culture, I think we're doing both where we yeah. are. You know, fast, quick, but also like you want. So it depends. So in the podcast world, in the listening world, the people who are going to come watch your podcast or going to come listen to your podcast, they have decided to take the time that they can invest in. Most people are so go, 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 go all day long that they only have, they're going to sit on the toilet, they're going to pop out their phone, and they're going to look at TikTok for 15 minutes, 10 minutes or five minutes. They're not going to yeah. listen to a podcast while they're pooping. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I get out TikTok and I scroll, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I get on Instagram. I got or on I get YouTube on Facebook. and I'll, I'll watch like things on, on pooping sometimes. <laughs> I don't want to admit that. <laughs> Boss, if you're listening, I don't. I, don't, I poop outside work hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching a 30-minute YouTube video. <laughs> I got myself in trouble. <laughs> You're fine. This is why I don't want to release this on like my Facebook. <laughs> but this is the kind of stuff that people eat up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, honesty. I mean, I can when I when I was in agency life, I would tell every single client: the more real and honest you can be, the more likely people are to buy from yeah. you. Yeah, authenticity. It is. It's huge. huge. It's such a rarity in today's world because people are always like, "We're we love customers and we love this," yeah. but at the end of the day. They're all about their bottom line. Right. When right. when you sure your bottom line might be affected for a quarter, but if you're focusing in on like making people happy for an entire quarter or even longer, yeah. Those numbers are gonna go I mean, I was reading something about Under Armour maybe about two weeks ago. Was, their their CEO or their founder was um in some interview with I don't know, it was on Facebook and I clicked on the link and I read it and and uh he said that the one thing they did is they would do, um, they would go to the retail stores where they were at and they would talk to people that just purchased their clothes. Oh, interesting. And they'd say, you know, hey, we work with this company and we really want to know what you like about this. Here's a card. 
wear it for a week and he, and and get back to us. Yeah. And so and it wasn't like an in your face like here's an email, take your time. They were like really personal about it. Yeah. And so he says like those tactics right there. He would even sometimes go to stores and like buy people's clothes for them. Oh wow. And be like, "Hey, just test this out." And George, you keep it forever. Let me know what you think. If you hate it, you hate it. Yeah, just give me a call when you're And he did, you know. he would seek customer input. And so he took this brand that like wasn't around when we were kids. Under Armour, yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was. It was out west, but it wasn't. It wasn't I didn't like have it a, Under Armour until like maybe high school. Yeah, it was just hitting the scene. Yeah, and so he took this. I mean, I think he said he made like twelve thousand dollars in profit in like two thousand five, and just last year in two thousand nineteen, he made fifty two billion dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. Fifty two billion BBB. <laughs> that's crazy yeah and it's kind of like it's a unique and everyone i remember when i was in um i for a summer i worked at a summer camp and uh we had all of these international people and they would go to the stores and they buy so much under armor because they couldn't get it and if they bought it in you in the uk or ireland or australia it was like triple the price yep so they they came they while they're in the u.s they just oh, that's all they stocked up on yeah under it was armor. crazy yeah and it's I'm because like, he built this this it wasn't. I mean, the the clothing line is great. I'm a fan of Under Armour. I enjoy yeah. their clothes and their shoes and stuff. But they they created this customer base. Yeah. That the fans became advocates for it. Yep, that's and huge. They they were one of the first brands to do brand ambassadors. Oh really? And so they would send brand ambassadors to like all the sporting events, and they'd be decked out with Under Armour stuff. They'd give out free hats and gloves and socks and and uh, wrist things and yeah. And so, brand ambassador. I I personally think that brand ambassadors and influencers stemmed from Under Armour. Really? Because they were doing That's this all thing. All that is now Instagram. I feel like. Oh they- yeah, Instagram is all. I'm an influencer. I have five million followers. And then I go look at their engagement rate, and I'm like, dude, you have a point zero zero one engagement. You may rate have four million, million followers. Yeah, four million followers, <laughs> and it's like a hundred and forty likes or whatever. Yeah. Not really so likes. like, I'm not saying so. Going into influencer marketing now. It's there's value in it for sure, but you got to find the right crowd, and yeah. you got to make sure that that the people you pick as your influencers actually have influence over the audience you're trying to get in front of. Yeah, instead of just numbers. Yeah. yeah. So, and because I mean, YouTube. If you have a hundred, I mean, someone with a hundred thousand followers on YouTube, and they get a million views every time, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Now, someone with Four million followers on YouTube and gets a hundred thousand views every time. Yeah, yeah. The engagement rate's not there. They're not worth my time. Right. But they they they, they look prettier on paper yeah. because they have numbers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's it's a racket too. I feel like there's people are gaming, and I, I think a lot of people don't. More and more people are waking up and realizing yeah. this. But for a long time, they made a lot of money off of. They did just. I mean, I want to say there was like five solid years of influencer marketing was like the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's, I feel like it's finally trickling off, which in my opinion is a good thing. Yeah. Because then that puts any marketing strategies you have outside of other people's hands back into your hands. Yeah. And, and you can really just, you can actually tell them what they're worth. Like, Hey, here's what you're really worth. You're not really worth $4 million because you have 4 million followers. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think, um, part of that's Instagram taken back? So that the, ins- like they removing the likes and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yep. and the fact that like, 
Instagram is now, you know, would rather you spend money to them to promote your ads instead mm-hmm. of spending money to their users to Correct. promote their ads. Yep. So, yeah. Do you think it's a combo of both? Definitely. Maybe? Definitely a combo of both. It's so, well, one thing about removing the likes too, and, and I think this was maybe more of their like marketing language, but I think there's some truth to it. So many kids today, and I'm guilty of this. They they look at the number of likes and they, they get that drip of dopamine right in yep. your brain. You're like, yep. man, I just got 150 likes. Yeah, boom, right. And as like a normal everyday user, that's awesome. And them removing that, I think, is a solid thing. Yeah, because now it's just like, if you really want to know, you have to go in and look and like dig a little bit deeper to figure out how many likes that post got. Yeah, Facebook's moving away from it. Yeah, soon is what I hear. I, I haven't I haven't heard an official when. Yeah. Um, but they're going to be probably removing their likes so you can enter, you can engage with it. You can, you can say like, I like it, you like it it and you will, you will see that you like it and your followers will see that you like it. But the person who posted it won't see it. And do you think the people won't see how many people liked it? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you think people will post less because of that then? That might be a good thing. I think it's going to create more authenticity. Yeah. It's that's what I think is going to happen. It's going to be not driven by these fake numbers of likes. Yeah. Because I mean, when I'm looking at numbers, which numbers have value and they can they can point you in the right direction or wrong, sometimes even the wrong direction. And I I'm like, okay, this post that I just posted got 200 likes. Why did it get 200 likes? It could be a link to an article that I thought was just like helpful. The reason why it got more likes is because it was helpful. Yeah. Not yeah. this beautiful picture that I took an hour and a half to stage. Yeah. That I was like, oh, this thing is beautiful. It's so Instagram worthy. And then I post it on Instagram and it gets like Because of the aesthetic or whatever. That's I don't the, know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So <laughs> Likes I help think, you understand what content you should be generating. Correct. From a, from from a, a marketing, marketing, marketing standpoint. Yeah. yeah. But in a personal standpoint, you shouldn't be... Judging people on likes. Yeah. And you shouldn't you shouldn't be creating content based on what other people want. You should be creating content because you want to. Yeah. I heard something. When you create content and you enjoy it yourself, that's called art. When you create content so that others enjoy it, it's called business. Yep. That, that's really true. Yeah. And that's what. <clears throat> yeah. So I want my podcast to be something I enjoy. Yes. Yeah. You know, going back to like all the way back to what we were talking about. I want, yeah. And so, but then that makes it more authentic and that's what you're saying more people will be captivated and it's going to be a long-term growth instead of something that's just like yep. popping off and because yep. i know people who make podcasts just to make money sure I'm like yeah because it's like the new thing to just hey let's let's get a bunch of followers blah blah blah. but then you're right and then we'll advertise that. on our podcast because we have so many followers and listeners right. Da, da, da. yeah right it goes back to just something that people want creating something people want yeah but not creating it because people want it because you want to do it correct yeah Dang. The more the more you have passion towards something, the the more you're gonna connect with it, the more likely you're gonna be able to bring it in front of your audiences the right way. Yeah. 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 Well, cause you you people follow you based on you. Yeah. 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 So the more that you're authentically you, the more yeah. And I'm a big believer in so so and I used to not believe this. This was a I mean, this in the last eight months this is my mind has changed. I used to believe like, you know, three to four posts a week minimum, try to make it look good. Yeah. Like that was the focus. Now I've totally shifted my mindset just based on data. 
I can post 20 times a day and the, the, the audience that I'm looking for that I'm really wanting to build is going to love everything I post Mm. because they just are eating up the content. They are hungry for that content. That's what you're, that you're looking for those people that want to interact with you at some level. They could be current customers. They could be potential customers. They could even be ex customers that just get pissed off every time you post something. <laughs> I but mean, then, then if they get pissed off, then they're not following you anymore. Then you don't have to worry about. Them. You don't have to worry. Don't worry about yeah. those that don't want to follow you or don't want to interact with you. Yeah, there's like you're gonna ha- like. I'm guilty of this because I want to see because like some some part of me like I like to see numbers increase. Yeah, like you can invite all your friends. And if you have like 4,000 friends to a Facebook page, you might get like 100 likes in a day. Yeah. You know, that's significant and it's a, it's a cheat in my book. Yeah. But, yeah. but then I have to figure out, okay, so I did this thing. Now I have to go next month actually find 120 followers that are legit. Yeah. How do I do that? Yeah, how do you do that? So like I'm looking for immediate results here and then this one's a lot more focused and Well then how do you do that? Do you add focused ads and It depends on the it uh, depends on the product, man. So like if it's so I'll use one of my one of my RV pages. Their their main demographic is millennials. Yeah. Like those those young families or that just want like a person like you that just wants to go adventure but doesn't yeah. want to fly, wants to drive and wants to camp and wants to they have these adventure trailers or adventure class trailers. That's like a whole new thing in the RV industry. Yeah. And it's not as expensive. As They're not. Yeah. I mean, five, dude, fifth wheel. And, yeah. You know, like a fifth wheel. Those things are huge. Yeah. Um, they're beautiful. They're huge. It's not a motor home. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of some, it's not, it's, it's back. a travel trailer. Yes, but they're simple. There's one that's, it's only 10 feet long Yeah. and it has a tent that pops up on the top. And That's this, cool. it, you can put a generator on it. It comes with speakers. You can put a TV in there. There's air conditioner. There's a heater. There's, I mean, like you get the amenities of an RV. You don't right. have a bathroom, right? But like, you're in the for woods. For you, if the I'm targeting you, I'm gonna go. Yeah, the woods. <laughs> Under, just lift up a rock and put it back. If you're in <laughs> yeah. bear country, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, if I'm focusing on you, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try to show off this trailer, like its amenities, its features. I'm gonna take user-generated content, like people that are actually using this trailer out there. Yeah. I'm gonna take it, and then I'm gonna focus one single ad. I'm not gonna do a huge spend. I'm gonna do like fifty to hundred bucks, and I'm gonna say, hey, look at this user's post, Scott. Da da da. Right. And he is out adventuring the country. He works remotely. Mm-hmm. So all he has a hot spot with Verizon. So sometimes he has to drive to places. But he Middle of, he yeah. has his dog. Yeah. And he just drives around the country. He goes all the way up to Canada. He was all the way up in Alaska one day. Dang. And then he was he lived up there for like a week before all the snow came. And then he decided to come back down. And then he drove all the way down to Mexico. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. And then and you like, put that in front of millennials. We, we put that in front of them. Like, and so and like they're like thinking that. Yeah. And all, all I did was I just messaged him on Facebook. And I was like, hey, I work with Forest River. I would love to use some of your content. Would you be okay with that? And yeah. he just said, use as much as you want. I That's love cool. Does he have this a YouTube video or uh, He doesn't have Facebook? any video. He just takes pictures. But yeah. they're nice pictures. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure they're just with the phone. But they yep. look good. Yep. Um, and every time I post one of those pictures, of the, like... This audience has started following this guy. That's they love cool. him. Like yeah. they're like, this guy's awesome. He's like an adventure trailer. Yeah. And so he messaged me the other day on Facebook. He's like, dude, I think I'm gonna start something. 
And yeah. I was like, go, man, go. I'll Full speed you. ahead, man. Yeah. Like, I'll share your stuff. That's cool. And so, and like, I have another brand where they're a fifth wheel family. So it's two, it's a couple. Um, I'll, I'll shout them out here. The RV odd couple. Um, John and Mercedes, and they have a little daughter, four-year-old daughter named Sage. And they were in a, if, and they, they admit all this in their YouTube channel. So if you go follow them, just type in RV odd couple on YouTube. And they were in a rocky spot in their marriage. They lived down in Florida. Um, John had that a, makes sense. Florida's pretty Florida's, rough. Yeah. Florida's rough. You, I lived you, in Florida. I were, lived there during the 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 zombie face eating experience. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the one that did it, but I lived like two miles from it. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, but anyway. Florida, but yeah, keep yeah. going. Keep going. So keep going. they were in this ro- rocky spot of their marriage, and one day they both just decided to buy an RV, a fifth wheel. And they started, they named it, it was a Sandpiper RV. And they just started going around the country with Sage, their daughter. And John works remotely. And Mercedes has a remote job. So they're able just to go around the country to all these RV parks. And I was talking with them. I actually created a video on this about how much community there is within mm-hmm. RV living. Interesting. It's crazy. So, like, people think that you, like, you have to set up shop. And I'm, I, I love my neighborhood and I love my, my town and, like, I don't know if I personally could like just go because that's not. I couldn't get my wife to. It'd be hard on my two girls. Yeah. I have two huge dogs. Yeah, that's just too much. They don't have any pets or anything. Just one kid. Um, but they were like, we go to certain parks and we know people now, and my our daughter plays with them, and that's cool. And they're able to show their daughter the entire country. They were in Canada for a little bit over the summer. Yeah. They live down in Florida. They have a small house down there. Yeah, they sold their big one and they went and downsized, um, and they lived down there during the holidays. Yeah, and then they they pick back up and go uh, right about right about now. Wow. And so it's just like there are those people out there. And so I connected with them. Uh, Well, they were connected with Forest River before I came on. But I've been connected with them since I've come on board. And they are sharing content with me. That's cool. Unedited. I'm able to take it and do with it what I feel is best. That's so cool. And all I have to do is tag them. Yeah. So I just tag them. Say, RV Odd Couple doing this thing. I got drone footage. Because it's promotion got... of them, but yeah. then they're also promoting you. Correct. They, they're... It's a mutually beneficial. Yeah. They're an influencer. They're, they're an, an influencer. influencer. They're yeah. an influencer, but they're an influencer used in the right way, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. they aren't looking for anything. Yeah. They love our product. Yeah. We take care of them. Yeah. The GM that is in charge of that brand takes really good care of them That's and makes cool. sure they're happy. And, I mean, he does that for all of his brands. Yeah. Um, and... It's just that that to me is the difference maker in business is caring. If you care, you can have the best marketing strategy in the world. Marketing is how you get in front of people. Yeah. Let them look at your product. Yeah, and then the, it's the, the, the other step of the responsibility is caring. Yeah. That takes you that extra 10 miles. It makes you last forever. Where people will continue to buy from you. Yeah. So yeah, when you when the person feels valued, it's like there's they won't leave you. They're not gonna leave you. I'm not. So I just bought my first Subaru like two years ago. Yep. And I have felt so taken care of, so valued. Um, Just every single step of this car, every second I've owned this car, Subaru has been there. That's cool. And and I'm gonna buy another Subaru when I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, remember your Dodge. (laughs) My Dodge. So yeah. I had a Dodge Nitro. Well, I got to tell this story really quick. Yeah, that's no, up. So I went to, f- to Colorado for a friend's bachelor party. 
And Timon was a bro and came and picked us up from the airport in Chicago. Yep. yep. And I, uh, O'Hare, O'Hare. Okay. And uh, I was trying to be helpful too, and he's like, "Bro, drive my car at least." Yeah. So I, he went to my well, house. I had that Honda Civic with no bumper. It was pretty rough <laughs> at that time. But I needed you to drive my car. I wasn't yeah. gonna let you drive your car. Yeah. So you took my car to Chicago, and then we you pick us up, and I'm like, "Man, something something smells funny." And it wasn't yeah. like a bo smell; it was like a burning smell. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was like it was not bad all the way up. Yeah. And then, like, real close to the airport, it started getting weird. Yeah, and then, so I think I, I started driving, right? Yeah. Because you drove all the way over, so I was like, let me drive. And so we get literally, like, a mile outside that yeah. O'Hare. And there's, like, one of those little Skyway, Skyway eating center gas station <sighs> yes. things. Yep. And my car, like, lights up like crazy and smoke starts pouring out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was... oh gosh. And so, and we wait. So we're like, okay, so we pull up this ramp. Really good timing. It was like fate was on our side. Karma yeah. was on our side. Yeah. And uh, we we cool her off and we let her sit for like an hour while I call my insurance people, try to figure out what's going on and stuff. And, I, and I'm like, well, I think my car is okay. We got to start. It seemed to be, we let it run for like, what, like five minutes maybe? Right. And it was fine. It was the, remember those... Uh... A motorcycle guy, someone was smoking black and mild. I remember that. Yeah, he was, he was, you and Kenny went and smoked those yeah. black and wild. Um, and then we took off again. Yeah. And then I think the next skyway is probably what, like five miles? Yeah. Something like that. Literally, same exact thing. We got happened. there and it just like, yeah. And bad. we, like, it literally caught fire. It was smoking everywhere. <sighs> yeah, it was we, not good. We were pulling up this exit ramp again, fake karma on our side. And I'm just like, this thing's done. Yeah. It's toast. Yeah. And so I call this the only tow company that was open on a Sunday at like four o'clock. <laughs> These and Armenian guys. Armenian so guys. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to admit what I'm about to admit. No, but... no, no, no. no. I, uh, yeah, we should tell it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. 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 So these guys come so, but, 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 you, it was i picked up you and another guy another, another guy. guy was a cop in and, wabash and well he was so he was an offensive lineman in high school yeah and he is about six three maybe 300 pounds 700 pounds he's massive <laughs> he's so big i mean yeah. he could he's nfl caliber size yeah he's big and so it's me and tim and we're not small guys either and the other guy we're with is even bigger yeah and these this are these two armenian guys come in this 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 two-seater uh <laughs> tow truck yeah. and they put the nitro on top of the tow truck and they're like we can only take one guy in the cab and we're like well shit and so i was like well kenny you go sit in the cab you're too big yeah, and me and Timmin jumped in the back of the nitro and we, laid on the we floor. Like, we well, we had we had like yeah, we did some. <laughs> we we like uh, had to ask them, and they're like, "No, no, if you get seen," and they're like, "Dude, come on, hook us up." And they're yeah. like, "All right, so just stay down, don't look up, and because we can't get caught towing you guys in the back." And they hooked us up. They're the homies. They did. They, they were, were homies. homies. They were homies for sure. They so we put the seats. I think we laid in the seats and we yeah. just laid back. Yep, and just chilled. Yeah, and it was like a it was like a good 15, 20 minute drive to yeah. the place they took my car, and then but so again, dude, fate was so on our side that day. Yeah. Like that car was gonna blow up no matter what, and it was it was like ten years old. It was shitty. I didn't take care of it in college, and uh, luckily my brother was running the Chicago Marathon that yep. day. So my my brother and my mom and my nephews were all in town in Chicago, and he has a nice Honda Pilot. Yep. And so all we did, we then went and 
partied at freaking Applebee's. Yeah, because they had the one dollar margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then we, they, my mom picked us up, and we drove. We got driven home. And then the next day, or not, not the next day, but the following day, like the Tuesday or Wednesday, you'll back up, right? I got a ride out to. To South Bend, I gotcha. took the train to Chicago. I took an Uber over to where my car was, and then I drove back home. What was wrong with it? Do you remember? <laughs> uh, dude, there was so much shit wrong with it. Okay. They tried to charge me like five thousand dollars for everything it needed, oh, and I was no. like, nope, nope, nope. Like, nope. get it running. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get to point A to point B to sell it. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> and then I literally bad. sold it two days later and got my Subaru. <laughs> that's crazy, and it's been good since. <laughs> oh yeah, my Subaru is awesome. I don't see that thing's gonna be around forever. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was that was another good. That was another fun experience. That was a, yeah. I felt so bad because like it was it wasn't fun your fault. And, yeah, but no, still, it was that car like, was that car was going no matter what. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been having troubles with my Dodge too. So Dodge, yeah, dude, I, don't go Dodge, go Subaru. It was the, it was the. <laughs> I started my Honda Civic because it was sitting in my garage for forever. Yeah, and I just charged the battery. It sat in there for two years. Turned the key and it worked. Old gas, everything. Like, what am I doing? Why don't I have this car? <laughs> it's pretty rough though. But. So just put it out front on for sale for five hundred bucks. I did. I sold it already. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude. Nice. That's crazy. That's a good. That was a good story. I remember that was those fun. days. We done a lot story. of crazy stuff like that. We haven't. We've. we've I mean, twenty sixteen is like when our friendship began. Yeah. So like what four years? Yeah. Not even four years yet. Yeah, I remember we've when done you all this shit. We've done so much. Yeah, yeah. just thing after thing after thing. Yeah, just going from thing after thing. I mean, you're like Mister Community too. I know you were at. I think yeah. You're I mean, I still am. Solo. Like, so I'll get into this. I talked about it with you a little bit before we started the podcast. I love the community. Like, I love Elkhart yeah. County. I love Goshen. I love Napa. You grew up here. I grew up here. Born and raised Goshen. So like, Goshen has like a special place in my heart. Yep. Um. Recently moved to Napanee mainly because my wife works for Wani School Systems, yep. and it just made more sense for our kids once we get there because she'll be able to take them to school, pick them up from school, yeah. and um, it just made a lot more logical sense to us. Um, so I, I am I'm still a community person, but what I've decided to do recently was I have just felt very spread thin because I'm a doer. Like I said, I do over talk, do yep. do 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 do. I'll do. You name it, if we talk about it, I'll figure out a way to make it happen. And so I was doing that so hard that that's like my hobby when we first met was like taking pictures and shooting video and flying drones. And like that was stuff I did on the side. And networking. You were at like, yeah, yeah dude, when I first met you, you were running for I ran city for council. city council. Yeah. yeah. Very community minded. Yeah. So which is why I had that series. But uh, I was doing all those things. And I still, while I still still do all those things, I was helping people with campaigns. I was uh, volunteering to take pictures for people. I was yeah. volunteering at event after event after event after event. I'm getting the Go- the Goshen Young Professionals. It's up and running, but I was getting it up and running at the time. And, yep. Um. I was. I moved. Uh, you know, across the county, yeah. <laughs> and I had changed jobs, and I had another daughter, and yeah. like it, all this stuff, it just happened so fast. And like I'm, I'm fine, but I just felt it. You know, yep. Maybe about like two months ago, it really hit me hard. We just being pulled from every direction. Yeah, and like I was being pulled from every direction. Um, trying to be a good husband, trying to be a good father, trying to be a great employee, um, but also trying to satisfy myself. 
Yeah. And that was the hardest part to do, satisfy myself. And so, well, and, you know, I was letting down other people along the way because I wasn't satisfying myself. Yeah. And so I really took a step back at the beginning of the year and I decided I need to focus on like four things. Like I don't want to do more than four if it's, I'm happy to talk to people outside that, but I'm not going to be the one doing it because I was the one doing it all the time. So my first one is my family. I got to really focus in on them and make sure that I'm an attentive husband, a loving husband, uh, a, a father that's there that interacts with my girls. Um, and then my second, my number two is work. I got to focus. I, I mean, I always do focus on work because it's, I enjoy my work. It's, well, that comes back to focusing on family too. Correct. Yeah. Like that supplements. If, yeah. Cause if my, if my family's not taken care of, yeah. then I'll have this misbalance in my life where I will, I'll, I'll focus more on them and work will take a down step. Yeah. I got to keep it balanced so that I'm giving them both equal amount of time. Yeah. Um, the third one is I, I'm still a community person. I love the community volunteerism. Um, I've decided to really focus in on two things in particular. Um, I'm a member of the Goshenoon Kiwanis Club, which I'm on their board right now. Very cool. And uh, the Goshen Young Professionals. I still chair that. That's cool. So I'm really focusing on those. I do have another board that I serve on, but it's a really minimal commitment. It meets once a month for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> so, and it's, and it's at like, they, we, we start our meeting at five thirty, So it's really easy and it's done at six thirty. So yep. it's not too intrusive. Um, so those are my three that I've, I'm doing for volunteerism. I'm helping a friend with a political campaign right now. Um, but that was a pre-commitment before I've decided this thing that I'm going to finish up. And then my fourth, uh, my fourth thing is myself. Yeah. How do I keep balance within myself so that I don't lose focus on the other three? Um, because I found myself like we've talked a lot about creating content, right? And um, that was my hobby back yeah. in 2016. Creating content was a hobby for me. Yeah, I've taken my hobby that I love and I still love to this day, and I've turned it into a career. Yeah, and not many people can say that. And I'm I love where I'm at. And I'm going to stay where I'm at. But I, fi- I, find, I still find myself, even to this day, because I'm still working on number four a lot. I got to find a way to balance every, all those four things. And I'll find myself working until three in the morning, editing videos, editing photos, brainstorming, I, like writing down ideas as far as like video campaigns or just marketing campaigns in general and all the different pieces that I need to connect it all together. And one day my wife came down and my daughter had been like crying cause she has a cold or some type of something going on. And she's like, you need to go to bed. Like you have to get up in like two hours and go to work and you're going to be a grouch. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. So She's like, you need, and then the one thing she said, she goes, you just need to find a new hobby. You've turned your hobby into your career. So now it's all you do. And so like, I was just, and I was like, shit, she's right. I'm like, damn. <laughs> and so one day randomly without her permission, which I regret, but also it was, it was the right thing to do. I was listening to a Gary V podcast while I was going to get our, our drive up groceries from Kroger here in Goshen. Nice. And, um, I, I, he was talking about like life balance and and like figuring out the stuff and he mentioned this one thing about like think back when you're a kid like what did you enjoy doing yeah that doesn't involve what you do today 
And so I, was, I thought back, and, you know, I mean, I was a kid that was running around Shanklin Woods and paintballing, and we were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm like, well, I can't do all that. Um, I'd get, I mean, I'm 31 year old, and that'd be seen as a creeper. <laughs> so, and then I thought back to the, the days where we would have like these landline halo parties in my house. Classic. And like we'd have like seven to eight TVs, and we'd have this little hub that we could connect them all to, yep. and all yep. the Xboxes, and we'd have 64 player halo matches. Oh, wow. And it was intense, and it was awesome. And so and I remember that feeling and like that feeling just came back to me for a moment. And I was like, I'm going to go buy an Xbox because I sold like when I when I first got married, I sold all my Xbox stuff. I sold all my music stuff, try to make money. Right. Because we're a poor, young, married couple. Yeah. And in so Florida and, and oh, and then we moved to Florida. That was the other part of why I had to sell everything. Couldn't take it all with me. And so I randomly bought an Xbox. And so now I have three games that I really play. Um, the Call of Duty. Uh, I got that new Jedi Fallen Order game, which was badass. I heard fun. that. Was, I heard that was cool. Um, and it's canon too, so like that's awesome. Yeah. And it's an adventure game. It's yeah, it's an adventure guy. game. Yeah, it's an, that's a puzzle, puzzle game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yep. Definitely. There's some spots where you're like, damn, what, what, what? Am I supposed to jump here? How <laughs> yeah, much yeah. What, what's going on? Um, and uh, uh, Spyro. Spyro. Yeah, He's Spyro. Yeah. yeah. So I bought the original three because there was like a package where you get the original three Spyro games. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. And or so they remastered. They're remastered, so they're be- they look better and they yeah. fit your big sixty by nine screen. But nice. Um, I've been playing those with my daughter. That's cool. So that's she's OG classic, right there. Yeah. Spyro so I figured let, let's get her into gaming by something, and so we're doing that together as a, her and I do that. That's cool. Yeah. So then that's and then that it really has brought like this sense of balance to myself because there's sometimes when I'm just like oh I gotta go start edit like I will shoot a video that day. Yeah. Like that morning I will shot a video. And my expectation in my head is to have it done that night. Wow. And that is just unrealistic. And, yeah. and I can't keep up with myself doing that. Yeah. So, and, and I, you get ideas when you sleep too. Yeah. Well, so, and, like, and, 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 and I mean, I'm going to credit Gary V for this too, is he's, 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 he says, I fucking love sleep. He's yeah. like, I sleep eight hours a day. Yeah. He's like, he's like the biggest regret I have in my life is naming my first book hustle <laughs> because he's like, I sleep eight hours a day. Yeah. But I hustle the other, however many he's awake. Right. Whatever the, my brain 16. is. 16 that he's yeah. awake. And so he's like, I'm hustling 16 hours a day. I'm sleeping eight. Wow. And so like me, I, I can't sleep eight. I try and I wake up. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a five to six hour sleeper. Like that's just who I am. Um, but that's, that's it's, it, I feel good in the morning when I wake up and I get that amount of, time of sleep. If I get too much sleep, I'm like. Groggy groggy and my brain's not on the whole day and, yeah and it takes till like two o'clock in the morning for it to turn back on <laughs> wow so yeah. which yeah. is then a bad cycle yeah it's just a bad cycle so but what i've found myself is with this just with gaming for an hour a night is it gets me tired really yeah, yeah. i don't know if it's like the big screen looking at it or just like my brain is in such of like a relaxed state. relaxed state versus like this high get this thing done. Yeah. What, what are all the pieces that got to be edited? Off. Yeah. Yeah. You're just um, kind of like just chilling. Yeah. Chill. I'm just yeah. sitting back in, on my little like destroying couch. noobs. Yeah. Just like, yeah, dude. Yeah. And so it, it, it gets me to sleep. And so then I go to bed and then I wake up the next day and I'm like, okay, I, I always plan out my next day the night before usually. 
Um, cause, but sometimes that just doesn't work and your day's just shot because something happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just, it's really helped bring a sense of balance to me so that I feel okay that I didn't edit that video, even though I shot it that morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay if it takes me three or four days. Yeah. You're giving yourself yeah. a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And, and I found that I'm producing better content. Yeah. That's good too. Like I'm not rushing through this thing to try to just like get Knock it done. It yeah. I'm actually like watching it, taking the best clips, figuring out if there's any echo, where's the parts I need to edit, um, slowing down parts, speeding up parts. I'm able to focus it and just make it a better piece for the audience to yeah. watch. Yeah. Which is makes that way more effective. It does. It does. <clears throat> and yeah. your life isn't as chaotic. Yeah. And I'm not like trying to shoot like, I'll shoot like, I mean, I shoot on average like five videos a week. And I will, I have them usually done by the next week now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So do you have a quota that you're supposed to do? No, no. it just depends. So like currently what I'm trying to do. So I have a list of 10 goals that I'm trying to achieve in 2020 for work focused things. Um, and one of those goals is just like shoot for the moon over like I, if I get it done, holy shit, I'm a God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I'm going to get it started. I'm going to get it rolling. And it's going to set me up for a really successful 2021. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's create meaningful campaigns, uh, capture content to create meaningful campaigns for every brand that I manage. And there's 38 brands. And so that's not just social media focused. Like, yeah, that's a piece of it, but it's, it's also, okay. Does this, does this brand, audience do that what magazines do they read what 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 mediums are they using so i'm trying to dive into like demographic data as much as i can to help make educated decisions so i've gone yeah. through and i've created really knowing points. your audience yeah really yeah. yeah so i've i mean in i mean what it's not even february one so in a month i've created three plans but i have 35 to go <laughs> oh man yeah 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 so Jeez. yeah and are you trying to execute those three plans while you're looking into the next no one? so the execution of those won't happen until they're all done okay so okay. they're all contingent on whenever this the, the the next 35 come yeah because they're they there's an element to them that's going to feed off of each other because okay. there will be able to there's a there's this huge thing that forest river is doing where they partnered with something called care camps and it's, it's, um, they give, think of like Riley, uh, Riley's Children Hospital, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they partner with kids that have cancer and they give them a camping experience. Oh, that's cool. And they've partnered with Forest River. So all the units will be Forest River units that they get to go out and experience and they get to pick their unit. And also every unit that we make for the next five years, they will get a dollar. Oh, so that's cool. up to a million dollar commitment. <clears throat> oh, that's super cool. So we're going to give them a million dollars over the next five years. And then, but that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like yeah. there's, there's discussions that are way past that. Way, well, yeah. Way past that. That could be, that could exceed a million dollars. And so I've been working with them on how do we tell this story about these kids that just want to have this experience because they're going to die. Yeah. And they're the, the one thing that care camps really focuses in, in on, which is, I think, just a huge like afterthought for most people, is when you have a sick kid, your efforts go into that kid. And as a parent, like I would get it. Like if, one, if one of my daughters was sick and my other one wasn't, 
I naturally would just yeah, gravitate towards the, the I mean, it happens. Like when one of my daughters gets sick, you go take care of the one that's sick and the other one just kind of has to, you know, be there. Yeah. And so they make sure that the siblings get to have this great experience too. Oh, that's cool. So they're not like, yeah, the, the, the kid that's sick does get to have this great experience and and there's, there's an extra step to what they get, but like the other kids get to have this great experience too, camping and they get to do all these fun things. And they have this, they have a night where they'll like take all the kids that have the illness and all the siblings and they like do the separate thing for a night. And so they get to, just kind of really focusing on and it's it's super cool it's a super cool program and a piece of my campaign is attached to that that yeah because philanthropic is huge yeah and one of the biggest reasons that i purchased the subaru was because at the time the subaru was doing every i was like forever however expensive the car was they were going to make like a $250 donation to one of three donations of your choice. Oh yeah. Like ASPCA because they're big animal people. And then there was like two other animal focused charities. And so I gave my $250 to ASAP, you know, just for buying my car. Yeah. That's cool. And like, that was a huge piece. Cause I was, beh- I was between like a Ford fusion and my Subaru Impreza. And the Subaru is one you have and because they were, of the they were like topic. they were like relatively there in pricing, relatively there in gas mileage. Um, they had very similar features and qualities. Um, Subaru was like just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more expensive. I think yeah. that was just because of the brand. Yeah. And so, but it was also an Indiana-based company. Yep. And the final like just chair on top was they're going to give me two hundred fifty dollars to give to whoever. to give to a charity, yeah, one of threes. these three charities. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if that affects me, it has to affect other people. Yeah. So that's why that's a huge piece of what of these campaigns I'm focusing in on is Forest River has a philanthropic piece to us that if you buy a unit from us, you're helping these kids. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So I want to tell that story. You just got to capture all that content. Yeah. That's yeah. A huge. And then you can sort of tell through that. Yep. yep. It'd be interesting to see, like, the kid choosing what they want choosing why they chose the trailer that they did yeah and then just their experience of that yeah. and then also the side of the kids who aren't and then just kind of hearing their story and how yeah. that's impacted them yeah that could be really cool it is cool it is so while while i've taken a step back from like my local community in a sense and just focused in on like some things that i just really need to put effort into um i've taken this bigger piece on from work that's still very much a piece of community yeah just just that philanthropic like make do good (laughs) and like you know we're all about that like do good like just and so that's why i've been i've focused in on that so hard but yeah no that's awesome yeah i think that's so cool it's a it's a bigger it's not big but it's like it's 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 outside the county yeah right it's the country yeah yeah that's so cool though yeah so walk me through just well first i mean you graduated high school and then walk me through how you got to Forest River. I think that's a really interesting. Okay. Just kind of like what you've done from thing to thing to thing to get to your. Sure. So I've done a lot of be things. Interesting for listeners yeah. too. I've done a lot of things, and I'm. I want to say this before I start. I don't like if you've done a lot of things too, and you're worried about like looking like a ladder jumper or ladder climber or job hopper or whatever, whatever they want to coin you as. Just don't care what they say, man. Don't worry about what they like. Focus in on yourself. Like, is this decision that I'm about to make the best decision for me and my family and those around me? 
And so, and it's not just about money. It's there's so much more that goes into oh, it. Oh yeah, who you and, work with and yeah. your your work life balance and. And if uh, I could go talk to my 23 year old self graduating college, I would tell him to run towards marketing so fast. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I was so afraid of marketing and sales and like. I was just not, I mean, like I was always a confident person, but I wanted to be this, like, I don't know, almost something that I wasn't. Yeah. I wanted to be this, this, I wanted to prove myself that I was smart and I could do all this analytical creation stuff. Cause my, so graduated Goshen high school, right. And Oh seven. And then I went to IPUI from there. I actually met my wife who was, uh, the first day of college orientation. <laughs> so, and then we started dating like two months later and then, that that was a whole thing so went to college i was actually an elementary ed major for like three years like wow. i was gonna be a teacher wow and so is there a reason for that well my mom's teacher yeah okay <laughs> my mom's teacher um and i had no originality at that time <laughs> um so i wanted to be a teacher uh i wanted to come back to goshen teach coach football with such inspiration <laughs> um and then one day I was, I don't even remember what class, it was like a 400 level like elementary class for some policy bull crap. And I remember standing up because the teacher said something that just pissed me off. And I was like, hey, I disagree with that. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you, but that is not how we should do education. And it was like, we got to just like, you got to make sure you teach this way because it's how that your student, more students can pass the test and you Ooh. can get a better grade through the system. It was, it was, it was, it was working the system. Yeah. And I felt like that was garbage because I'm a firm believer in like, there's no one true way to teach person. Yeah. Everyone learns differently. Yeah. Um, Which is so true. So true. Yeah. And this teacher was just like, got super pissed at me. And was like, I need you to leave. You need to come meet me after class in my oh, office. Lord. We need to have a talk. And I was like, okay, fine. So I went and talked to her. And like, I had just spent money and I had just passed what's called the Praxis, mm -hmm. which is like the teacher test to become a certified teacher in the state. So I took it a little early and I was going to just kind of flow through my senior year. Um, and she was like, I don't think teaching is right for you. You're too confident. You're too uh, confrontational. confrontational. I'm like, uh, isn't, aren't teachers like supposed to be confrontational? And anyway, so long story short, we had this discussion. I was trying not to be disrespectful to her the whole time because she was a good teacher. Um, but she pissed me off. And so I was like, you know what? You're right. I, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm going to get into schools. I'm going to find red tape. I'm going to find this. I'm going to find that. And I'm going to just hate it. And, like, so I called my mom that night, and I was like, hey, I need to talk to you. So we had this, like, three-hour phone conversation just about all the red tape that's involved in teaching and how sometimes some, depending on the school system, like, some administrators will just throw teachers under the bus. And teachers, obviously, as we see the state of education today, yeah, I made a good decision. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so I changed that. majors. My favorite professor at the time was a geography professor, um, uh, Owen Owen. I can't, professor Owens, I can't remember his first name. He was the he was the hardest professor I've I ever had at IPI, and he had and I was only taking like two hundred level geography classes as a as a geography minor just to like have a minor, and I thought it was going to be easy. But this professor just challenged the fuck out of me, and he just had, his expectations 
we're that way for everybody. And he, he just, and him and I just clicked and like, cause I saw his, I don't know. It wasn't authority, but it was like passion yeah, and caring. And he just, his he, authenticity, his authenticity. Beautiful. I saw it. Yeah. And so I, I became the president of the geography club. I changed my major to geography with a minor <laughs> in anthropology. And cause I also loved anthropology. It was just fun for me. And so, and what's really funny is a lot of people like geography, like, oh, well, you can name all the capitals. Cool. Like we didn't learn about capitals at all. First of all, I learned how to program Google earth essentially. Oh, wow. It's called geographic information systems. So I, we, we learned Python coding. Oh, wow. And Python is like kind of like the Latin of languages where it's synapses will teach you other languages. Yep. So yep. in that... And just the logic of coding correct. as well. It is, taught me the logic. Which is the base for all coding mm-hmm. today. So I learned like almost the base of computer languages. And so... Through geography. Through, through geography. <laughs> and so... And it only added a semester to my track. So I, instead of a four-year graduation, I was on a four-and-a-half-year graduation track, yeah. which I was fine with. Like, okay, I'll bust my ass through the summers. I'll get the 40-some credits I need so that way I can graduate on time. My wife also changed her major at that time. Well, okay. she was a girlfriend at the time. She was gonna. She was like pre-med. She was going to go to biology and be like a vet or something. I don't remember. And she decided she wanted to go into teaching. <laughs> and uh, so she went into teaching, and I left teaching. That's great. And I went into geography and anthropology. And so um, and I just had a blast. And then right when I graduated... You know, like a couple months before graduation, you're looking for jobs, looking for jobs. I was trying to get back up here in this region. I couldn't. There was nothing. I was looking, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to Chicago, to Cleveland, to Grand Rapids. And I was like, God, there's nothing. And then finally one day I walked into the IUPUI, like career assistant, assistant assistance lab. And they put me in this like, hey, we're going to, we, we need to take all these questions from you. And then we're going to put it out there. And a, a company called Davy Resource Group reached out to me. And they're like, hey, we heard we got your name from the IPUI job program placement thing. Uh, we have a temporary contract for a year with Florida Power and Lights down in, uh, it was Plantation, Florida, which is just right next to Fort Lauderdale. Gotcha. Yep. And then about 30 minutes from Miami. Yep. And so I was, I was like, hell yes, let's do this. <laughs> and so my wife and I, we we just got married in December. Like we so like we took our finals the week before, and we got married the next week. Wow, <laughs> wow! And then we moved to Florida two weeks later. Wow! And so um, went to Florida, lived there for like I think it was like eight and a half months. Um, my the placement was supposed to be a it was a one year thing. Like and then they were gonna see what would happen. Yeah. So I knew it was gonna be one year thing anyway. And I got, I finished what I was supposed to do in four months. <laughs> wow. Which I had to create a visual database. So Google Earth, essentially, of all of the palm trees along utility lines in Broward County and Miami Dade County. Yep. So, and I patrolled like 5,000 miles of utility lines. Wow. <laughs> in, in four months. <laughs> so just because so, you just knocked it out i just knocked it out i just did it like i went hard for 10 hour days five days a week and i just did it and then my my supervisor at the time was like well shit you did that way faster than we expected or like when then our consultant told him how long it would take 
And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, you you have you have a knack for this. You're good. Do you want to be a utility arborist? And I was like, what's well, a utility arborist? And what it is is basically it's the guy that goes and checks all the tree trimmings to make sure that the tree isn't going to be harmed. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. So, like, up here we have a company called Asplin. Okay. And so they're big orange trucks that drive around. Sometimes Davy Resource Group does too. But they're usually contracted through the local power company. Like, so up here it'd be, they'd be contracted through NIPSCO or IEP or whatever, AEP. Um, and I was just, for the next four, four and a half months, I drove around to all the tree trimming sites. To make sure the tree wasn't messed up. Yeah. And then... Yeah. And then, well, so two months in, I then took a step up to be an inspector. So, like, I was an inspector utility arborist. So I had to go inspect the trees first and just see if they were bad or not based on this map that I created, right? (laughs) So I was using my own software that I created that I used, and I would be like, well, this tree needs trimmed, this tree needs trimmed. I think this one does. I don't know about this one. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. And so I had this, like, tree species book with me the whole time that I did create this map, and I had to identify the tree species, and I had to try to get a measurement with, like, this laser thing I had. <sighs> and certain pal- – so palm is actually a species of grass, which okay. is why they grow so fast. Yeah. But certain palms grow faster than other palms. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And so – um, I saw I had, so many palm trees. Oh, dude! And so my, my 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 I hate. There's ones called Washingtonian palms, and they're like the really like California esque. Mm-hmm. They're invasive in Florida, but they have like these. I call them like bat wing arms that pop out that produce little berries, and they grow so fast. Like, <laughs> like you will plant one like that's ten feet tall one day, and the next year it'll be thirty feet tall. Wow! Like that's how fast it can grow. Yeah. And so like any Washingtonian I ever saw, I was like, cut down, cut down, cut down, cut down, cut down, cut down. <laughs> um, and so anyway, I, I, I was done with that. Um, I do have a really interesting story that of Florida. So like it was maybe, um, I was already looking to leave. I was looking to come back up this way. I had a couple of interviews and it was a Friday afternoon and I was up in, um, gosh, what's that? called right there it's a really fancy town just north of fort lauderdale fort lauderdale uh, hollywood no uh, hollywood's north west palm beach west palm mm-hmm. i was in west palm beach i got you bro and i was on the a i was on the a1a oh classic on the islands huh and so <laughs> and right behind it they have a utility line running down an alley okay and so i was driving down the alley and I see just inside this dude's yard, it's a mansion, big ass house. Um, he has what's called royal palms. They're the really beautiful, like yeah. soft looking um, yeah. palms. And they grow a little bit slower, but they were literally like touching the, 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 the utility lines Ooh. in the wind. Yeah. And I saw like, I, I literally saw sparks Ooh. and I took video of it Ooh. and I was like, okay, I got to, I got to cover my ass here. Took video of it. Drove around the front, walked up to this dude's door, knocked, knocked, rang the doorbell, rang the doorbell, knocked. I waited 15 minutes, which is like the legal policy. Like if you wait 15 minutes, you can then legally try to enter the premise if there's an unlocked gate. And so all you have to do is make sure you have your vest on, make sure you have your name, baggage, visible, knock on the gate, wait two minutes, and then announce yourself. And then say, hey, I'm Joe with Florida Power and Light. I'm coming in to inspect those trees. And then I will be leaving. You just got to say it out loud. Yeah. And so, and I have my phone on record the whole time just in case. Yeah. 
Because you're in a fancy area. My my dad was a lawyer. I get it. <laughs> yep. And yep. so I have my phone on record. And I walk into this dude's yard. Beautiful backyard. I literally walk back there, take some pictures, and I was on my way out the door. Like I was literally, wa- I turned around and was walking back. And this dude just comes out total like Guibo from like somewhere up in, you know, the yeah. Jersey yeah, New York. Area. Yeah. 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 And he has this Watt Ryler, right? And he's like, He's like, what the F are you doing in my backyard? Get the f- out of here. And I was like, I was like, hey, sir, I'm sorry. I'm with Florida Power and Light. I tried knocking. Yeah, I know. I heard you. I ignored you on purpose, you dick. And I was like, I'm sorry. Hey, can you come with me and meet me on the street off your property? I just got to talk to you about something. I was going to offer to cut these dudes tree down for free. I was. <laughs> I have it like I have a budget that allows me to say you can do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And based on, like, he met all the requirements for me to cut it down for free. Yeah. And so, but he let his, he was like, my dog's gonna fuck get you, go. He let his dog go. And so me, I have zero fear of dogs. Like, they yeah. just they don't scare me. Right. And he's running towards me, and I'm just like, fuck this. So I get down on one knee, and I'm just like, hey, buddy, come here. And, like, I just, I immediately put no threat level to this dog. And he just stops in his tracks. Like, he literally stops in his tracks. I don't think it was an attack dog. I think the dog was just going to come. Yeah. It was like an intimidation thing. Yeah. So, I think the dog was going to stop no matter what I did. But he um, he goes, what the hell are you doing to my dog? You killing my dog? I'm like, dude, I'm standing 20 feet from your dog. And he's like, get the fuck off my property. So, I, I, I'm like, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. And so then I turn into a sarcastic asshole just because of the way this guy's acting. Yeah. And so I get yeah, off his property. I get off his property. He's like, I'm calling the cops. I'm like, please do. Like, for real, please. And he's yeah. like, I am. I'm calling right now. And I said, okay, cool. So I wait there for the officer to show up. The officer shows up and he goes, knocks on my window. I was on my phone just waiting. And he knocks on my window and he goes, so what'd this dickhead do? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me laugh right away. And he's, I was just like, uh, he, I was like, I just, I inspected his backyard. I announced myself. I waited. I have it all here on recording. So if you need timestamps or anything, I got it all. I saw he has security cameras. You can probably go look at his security cameras. Um, and he's like, no, this guy's just an asshole. He's like, we, t- we talk to him once a week. He always has oh some word. problem. Something is ruining the world. Oh my word. His world. And so he's like, don't worry about this. You go ahead and go. I got this under control. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I peaced out and I was, I, I did say, could you do me a favor and just let my supervisor know that everything's cool. And so I gave him my supervisor's number and he called her real fast. That's cool. And so that was this that was like the icing on cake for me to leave Florida. Yeah, I was just like And then right. like the next there's maybe like two weeks later I had an interview and I, I came up here to um because of my skills in computer mapping, I came up here to work for an organization called MACOG, Michiana Area Council of Governments. And they are a transportation. So like all the road construction you see in Elkhart yeah. County, you yeah. can thank them. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones that coordinate with INDOT, the the state transportation and the local affiliates to figure out where things are going, what things are being built, so the new overpass. All um, that stuff. All that stuff. Like... So they'll do all the public hearings, they'll organize all that stuff. Um, they also do stuff with like water quality, the trolleys that drive around Goshen Elkhart. Yep. Um, yep. that's them too. Wow. So I was a, what was called a um, urban planner, um, just helping map, look at environmental impacts and all that kind of stuff. I also took over management of the website because of my 
coding experience. Yeah. Um, and I was fighting to do some social media stuff because I just I loved social media. I was good at it, but it wasn't. It hadn't really popped off yet. Right. Right. At that point, because that was like it was like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen around that time. And businesses uh, weren't really they weren't really buying into it yet. Yeah. Like the ones that did were just like they were power steaming ahead. Yeah. And so those were like the early adopters, right? I wanted to be one of those. And so for never a government happened. agency. I, yeah. And so I worked for this government agency for three years. Um, and then uh, nothing significant happened. It was just an in and out kind of mediocre, yeah. mediocre. Clock in, clock out, clock in, clock out. Yeah. yeah. And like, well, I just a- found myself like just hating the day. And it yeah. was freaking Steve Jobs, I got really into this like music called Chill Step. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like there's usually like some type of inspirational quote over yeah. like some really calming, easygoing like lo-fi oh, hip hop music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so I got really into it, and there was a Steve Jobs quote that he or speech that he gave at some university sometime, and it was like if you look in the mirror every day and you say I fucking hate what I do, you need to stop what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And so he didn't say it like that. I cuss a lot. And so I literally had just got to work, turned that on. And the thing that I did when I got out of the shower is I looked in the mirror and I said, fuck, I hate this job. Yeah. And so that was the moment I was like, okay, what do I like? Yeah. And so I was like, okay. So I, I took a step back and I was like, I love websites. I love social media. I love marketing. And so I started applying to all these marketing positions, but I had no marketing experience. Right, right. And I had no sales experience. My background was in GIS. Right. <laughs> like people are like, what's that? Right. And so I'd always have to explain it to them. And so finally, Digital Hill gave me my breaks. So like I'll always be thankful for them. Yeah. And Troy uh, Rumfeld over there gave me my break. And he just let me do my thing. Like he knew he had to do some training and stuff, but like I, I knew how websites were built. I knew the coding that went into them. I understood them inside and out. I had a natural knack for marketing. Yeah. Um, And it's more about just listening than it is marketing. Yeah. Because marketing is super simple. If you really think about it, it's two things. It's how can you bring value. Yep. And it's simple. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How you simplify it so people can consume it. Yeah. Yep. And so that that always clicked to me. And, And I always thought like things are too overcomplicated and I'm big on simplification and like, how can we make this easier? Yeah. Um, and so I worked there then for just shy of three years. Yeah. Um, that's where we connected. That's when we connected because, uh, I got Troy to join the Goshen chamber, the South Bend chamber, the Elkhart chamber. And, um, I just started going to all these networking things. I joined Goshen Newton Kiwanis while I was there. Yeah. Um, and that's where you learned how to sell. That's, that's where I learned how to sell. That's where I, it was. Well, like... and selling, I don't know. I wasn't taught how to sell. Like, no one sat down with me and was like, do this, do that, do this. You just kind of saw the process I in just, motion? I just saw the process in motion and, like, how would I did? I always approached it as if I was sitting in my customer's seat, how could I help them? Yeah. How can I sell you a $10,000 website so A, I can make a living and B, you can get what you need? Right. And so yeah, and if they're going to spend $10,000, is it going to do everything that they want? And are uh-huh. they going to be like, okay, this was worth the 10,000. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Which then leads me into part of why I left. Um, I just didn't think the value was there anymore. Yeah. And so 
and I had I'd met you, and we'd start doing all this other stuff. And I yeah. had I and had this been was the rise of Squarespace at this time. Wix, Square, like Wix, simple. all these simplification yeah. websites. So at the time that, it was like, and WordPress yeah. kind of hit the scene right when you started too, right? Yeah, and Word, well, WordPress was had like yeah, WordPress you know started I think in 2010, and they just started blowing up. And so, yeah. and I maybe about the last six to seven months while I was there, I was like, we need to move to WordPress. We need to move to WordPress. Mm. Um, they have e- they make e-commerce. So, so easy. easy. Yeah. Um, we need to start offering video production, content creation. Yep. And I saw these other marketing companies pop up offering these things. And so I was like, I'm just going to do it. So yeah. I sold a video to a client one day and I edited it myself in iMovie. Wow. And he loved it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Troy, since I sold this and I edited it, I did all the work and I have all the money. And he was like, no, you're only going to get your standard commission. And I was like, oh, come on, man. And he was just like, nah. So I was like, okay fine (laughs) and so then i started looking yeah and so i i just put feelers out there i didn't like actively look i was just like hey if you hear something in the marketing field let me know to a couple people and then we started making those videos shortly after and um grant messaged me facebook i had a couple of facebook messages with him back and forth like he would always put these like analytic stats of how good reach he got and stuff and i was always like good job that's awesome let's sit down and so finally we sat down and chatted and that's how I ended up at Vala. And I love that. I still love Vala to this day. They're awesome. They're, yeah. um, I love a lot of marketing companies around here, but Vala is like this special spot. Like just the guys there are good. Um, they have skill. Um, I'm actually looking at hiring them right now for a project that I have at Force River. Um, and you grew, I mean, I mean, I, the, I, you were a big part of their growth. I, not, I, I mean, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, you you don't have to say it, but I'm gonna say it. you yeah. were a big part of their growth and like, so you have a little a little bit of uh, you were there. Well, you know, a of lot of their you. clients that they still have to this day are there because of me. Yeah, um, the effort that I put in, and and if they're still there, it's the effort that they've put in and set to keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And well, so you have to have value to keep a, cu- a customer there. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And so and they they get it and they they do a great job and I have mad respect for Vala. Um, so. I was at Vala for just over a year and a half. And then um, I was kind of just done with the sales world because yeah. I was working a lot of hours. And, well, Vala's known for no sleep. Yeah. I mean, Vala's no sleep, no chill. Like, that was yeah. their motto. No sleep, no chill. And so I decided, like, it was hard. I was getting ready to have a second daughter. And... It was hard on my wife. Like I got in so many arguments with yeah. them, with my wife just about like my work hours and the way Vala worked, um, which to me it wasn't a big deal, but to her it was. Yeah. And so I needed to take a step back, and I was like, okay, um, there's a there's a, a opportunity with the community foundation, being their director of marketing, and so. I applied for it and then I got the job and I was the director of marketing over there for just shy of a year. Um, it was fun, but the, um, the nonprofit world just moves a little bit slow for me. Yeah. Uh, I think I helped create some efficiencies and make things just better. And, uh, Marshall King is the new director of marketing over there. And I set up some processes and I meet with him still to this day. We meet for lunch and coffee and stuff. Hungry Marshall. And, uh, he told me just recently that the processes that I set up have been extremely helpful. That's cool. So like that makes me feel good. Um, 
and then I took this role at Forest River for for several different reasons. One was the I knew it was gonna be fast paced, and I just yeah. I needed fast paced back in my life. Yeah, um, from a work environment perspective. Yeah, because my home life, some it just it can be slow, and that's that's that's, good. The, that's the speed I need for home. Yeah, and so the other thing was just the level of. Uh, uh, and a, uh, an uh, autonomy and yeah. non micromanagement that I'm going to have. Yeah. They met that they, and they, they have so far <laughs> exceeded my expectations of that. That's awesome. So I don't have any, le- I mean, I have people that I report to, um, and I have metrics in place to show them that I'm getting my shit done. Yeah. But yep. there is, they don't need to know where I'm at every day. They don't need to, be on top of you twenty four seven. Yeah, and yeah. if I'm gonna choose to work from nine to three, and then choose to work from like get my kids to bed and have dinner and do that stuff, and then choose to work from nine to two, yeah, I do it. Yeah, I mean, if that's what I need to do, I'm a. I mean, I I typically work during but the standard not, work hours. But it's not like oh, you didn't clock in here, clock in there, correct. blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, I don't have those like set expectations. It's just a matter of are you producing what you say you're gonna be producing? Yeah, yeah. Go yeah, that's fine. Dude, one second, one yeah. second. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, you can edit this, right? <laughs> He's okay. I think it's interesting because the reason why you left uh, teachership back even at college was the red tape, mm-hmm. and then you went into the government, which was red tape, and then I feel like. You know, you're, that's the one thing that you're it's, just like, I can't you, do, you can't do it. I can't do red tape. Can't do nope. I can't the, do it. need a little bit of wildness. I need, well, yeah, I just need that. I need that ability to just go do. Yeah. And if I don't have that ability, which I had it at Vala, I could just go do. Yeah. The, the limitations there were it was a startup. Yeah. And so budgets were slim and I had to put a lot of effort into building trust with people. Yeah. And, pr- and prove ourselves and right. prove the level of work that could be produced. Yep. And so I put in a ton of work there, which which I think helped. But, you know, here at the at Force River, where I just feel like I haven't felt this way. There's already a product that has so much There's value already a product that has a value. There's a customer base that has so much value. It's yep. like a 6 or $7 billion company. Yep. Um, and there's just there's so much to be done. Um, I feel like the RV industry as a whole has... is really late to the marketing game Hmm. um there are a few that are just really on top of it if you want to see really good rv level execution airstream they are just the best at marketing so i use i mean like i don't need to recreate the wheel because what they're doing is kind of what i want to get to and once i get there okay now how do i beat them yeah yeah so i can't i can't shoot to beat them without a base um so that's and I, i haven't so with that said, I just haven't felt the way I feel right now about uh, the companies that I've worked at so far, the way I do. Yeah. Like I just feel like no pressure. Like it's everything that's pressure on me is self pressure. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's my own thoughts. It's my own goals. It's my own expectations. Um, but I, there's no one else like, Hey, you got to go do this thing. Right. 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 Um, so, and that was the other part of like sales that was hard too. Cause sales is, and you're in sales, you get it. Like sales sometimes is dry and sometimes it's just killing it. Right. And so, and that's hard when you have a family because you're like, okay, well 
if we want to do these things, it kind of depends on my month. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or we have to wait two months or three months to do this thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the, the other part that landed me at Forest River was the negotiation. I was able to negotiate what I felt was fair and they agreed to it and it was a step in the right direction for my family. So that's I, awesome. It too. was just, it's been, it's been a blessing. It really has been. And I love every second of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, cool. That's where I've landed. That's, yeah. how I, that's where I am today, sitting in your room. Yeah, <laughs> sitting in my just chit-chat. It's just crazy the progression too. Everything probably leads. You learn from every experience. You do, and starting to grow. And then outside of that, you you like you said, you just like you're doing, mm-hmm. and that's been like just fun, monumental for you too. Yeah, yeah, just doing like yeah. that's that I think is my best quality. Yeah, as far as work ethic goes, um, is just. The, the ability to learn something fast and get it done yeah um at a level that meets expectations right yeah so that and then i can get better every step i do yep so yep. i would i will always grow. my first every time i've and this is something that i learned over time but every meeting i have i i hate when i would leave meetings with no direction no game plan after. no game plan yeah. no what's the next what, steps? What, what are we doing yeah. i hate le- i would hate leaving those so i determined and this was when i was at digital hill i determined that every time if i didn't have a direction by the end of the conversation i would ask what is your expectation for next steps mm. and then that is where i get the juiciness and so then i started asking that at the beginning of the meeting <laughs> yeah <laughs> it would just lead to more fruitful conversations what is, that's so interesting. what is your expectation yeah. yeah, I like that. So, and so that would always give me a to-do list. Yeah. I got to do these things to make that expectation real. Yeah. And so that's just, that's, my, I mean, my life motto is just go get shit done. Like yeah. I had a, I had a really good friend who passed away when he was 19 and his name, Josh Rodesiler. And one of the last things he ever said to me, we, we were at the fair and we went our separate ways later that night and we had to both work in the morning. He worked in the landscaping industry and I was building swimming pools and, uh, he would have to go out late at night to do nightscaping. That's where you sell the lights and make sure it looks good and stuff like that. And yeah. him and his boss, uh, were doing a nightscape and they got in a car wreck and he passed away. Uh-huh. And so the, but the last thing he said to me was Joe, we're go getters. We go get shit done. And that just resonated that has resonated in my head every single day of my life. Wow. You know, one, one person that, you know, we were just 19-year-old dumbasses at the time said that one thing to me that kind of set me down this trail of just, you know, we are go-getters. We're, we go get shit done. That's and so, awesome. And that's, and that's, I think, why I resonate with Gary Vee so well, too, is because he's all about that, too. He's yeah. like, do, oh, do is always greater than talk. Yeah. And so even if, even if doing leads to failure, you did something and you learned from it. Yeah. You didn't just talk about it and not learn from it. Yeah. 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 yeah no, the, when you fail, you learn so much from oh, it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Failure is great. It is. Every time I had a demo and I, did, I just did terribly, I learned so much about yeah. what I had to do so that I didn't ever fail again because yeah. it was so bad. Yeah. You're like, oh, God, why did I say that? What did yeah. I, what was I thinking? Right. Yeah. Why am I? Yeah. yeah. It's good, though. Yeah. That's, that's, you need that. Yeah. You definitely need that. Absolutely. Well, we've done an hour and a half. I want to talk about politics, but I don't know if we need to get into that. Okay. I don't know what your time is. Uh, we, I got, I got, let's do 10 minutes of politics. All right. 10 minutes of politics. Okay. Because okay. that, that's one of the great things is we, you and I have different perspectives. 
I think um, we have a lot of similar perspectives on a lot of things because when you're talking about family, yourself, work, community, those mm-hmm. are things I really care about too. Mm-hmm. Myself, then family, then community is really like, mm-hmm. big for me. Yep. But uh, so we have a lot of base layers, but um, we've always kind of disagreed on politics Certain just things. a little bit. Yep. yep. Yeah. Certain and things. I love hearing your. I lean left. You lean right. Yeah. 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 Far right. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But, um, yeah, I think it's always been cool just to chit-chat about that yeah. and hear what you think about stuff and stuff. So. Yeah. What do you think about the political landscape today? Well, it's, it's even worse than it was in 2016. Yeah. It's garbage. I mean, honestly, the, re- the reason I'm not running for anything is because of the political landscape. Like, I just feel like, what, it, what can I do at the local level that's going to change anything? Right. There are some great leaders like, I love the mayor of Goshen. Jeremy, he's awesome. Yeah. But his actions aren't going to change anything at the, at the state national level. level. Federal level, yeah. There's this, he can do he can work as hard as he wants to do something about that. Not going to happen because people are going to focus in on the hot topics. Yeah. And that's just... But that's the, the hot media can drive anything. it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And the hot topics, they don't... At the end of the day, they don't lead to any real results. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's so gridlocked too it's so crazy how gridlocked it is up it there is too. i've been listening to the impeachment stuff yeah you think it's gonna get impeached i don't know i don't know i don't i mean it, it went exactly as the media said it would go it was democrats saying all this stuff and they have all this evidence and he's this you know you know i'm i'm not a fan of president trump i think he's a terrible president but and and like to me, a lot of that evidence that they produced was valuable, and I was like, okay, great. And then I listened to the Republican side, and it was exactly what the media said. Like the media nailed it on both sides. Like they're yeah. going to say this, and they're going to say this. And they did. And they did. And and part of me is just disgusted because they're playing to their parties. Yeah. Yep. And I can just I can't like I honestly just hate the party system. It's I'm like, awful. I I don't. Because I have so many views that are on one side and mm-hmm. the other. Yeah. Like, I don't fit in either category. Same. Same. Like, I, I always call myself eccentric. Yeah. So, like, I have a lot of beliefs that align with a lot of different things. I lean certain ways on certain social issues, and I lean certain ways on other issues. Yep. Um, but, you know, I mean, get into a hot topic. But an abortion, like, I don't think you should get an abortion. Like, unless, like, the mother's about to die, and there's other kids and other things that depend on that mother. Yeah. Rape and incest. Like, there. Those have medical things that come off of it. And yeah. There's a lot. Of stuff yeah. Too. And there's there's stuff. Like, also, I mean, you, ha- you do have to take the quality of life into play to the child, too. Like, is yeah. the child going to be brain dead when it's born? Right. Like, that's not a quality of life. And then right. that, that, that family then has to sacrifice everything they have to care for a brain dead child. Right. That can breathe. Right. That will never show any signs of emotion. That will never give any signs of love. Um, I mean, and maybe that's too early, but like, I mean, I know some people hold out hope and like there's this child will get better one day. And, you know, people talk about autism, like there's a cure to autism. No, there's not. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a thing inside. It's a cognitive issue, wiring issue in the brain until we are able to create like nanobots and go in there and rewire your whole body, which is a little scary, which is scary, but totally possible within the realm of like possibilities in the future. Right. Like, um, but okay. So you, I'm not going to disagree or agree with the abortion thing. I totally understand that. But the fact that you don't think that everyone should have abortions all the time now makes you kind of a right leaning person. 
Correct. People see that and they're like, oh, you should you should be pro-choice. And I'm like, well, to a sense, I am. But like, yeah. you shouldn't just go get an abortion because you, you had sex. You knew that was a possibility. Yeah. And now you don't want to deal with the consequences? Yeah. You're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or let's just figure out when life is. Like, yeah. okay, maybe you... All right, so... I'm not going to say what my view is on pro. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably more pro life yeah. than a lot of people. But um, the fact that it's like, okay, like what, what, when is the child actually breathing and living? Is it, is it like a couple days before they're pregnant? Is it a month? Is it three yeah. months or whatever? Yeah. But the, the fact that it is not a living thing from, from conception to a day before or up until it gets pregnant. That's what one far side of the left believes. Yeah, yeah I agree. You, and yeah. so then why can't you kill the baby after it's out as well? Yeah, I mean, and think about that the, actually murder? Think about like Romans, dude. Yeah. Like it, the Romans would kill babies if they didn't look a certain way. Yeah. Like if they didn't have the features that, they and that, that baby could have been like the smartest baby ever to walk this planet. Yeah. And, it, and if its nose was a little crooked, they would kill the baby. Yeah. Like, dude, humans are savages. Yeah. <laughs> we just naturally are. Yeah. And so, like, when you get into these ideas of, like, like good and evil and stuff, you're always going to see two sides, and you're always going to see your side as the good side. Right, right. Yeah. But it's not – someone was asking me if I was going to run for government mm-hmm. in Goshen, and I don't think I will. Yeah. I said I don't want to be a Republican or a Democrat. I, yeah. I don't – I don't – either side, I'm not – if mm-hmm. I can be the timid party, then maybe, but mm-hmm. I can't – I can't be on either side of this. I, so I was, I've been asked several times yeah. this past year by people to be like, hey, you should run for this. Hey, you should run for that. And I have said no every time yeah. because I don't want to stand with one party right now. I can't. I can't. As yeah. like, I don't feel good about it. No. Like, I, I choose who I'm going to support based on their morals. And my, my, so I support Adam Bajolski. He's a Republican. Yeah. He's a he's a Catholic Republican. Wow. So like he has some views that I disagree with. Yep. Just naturally. But the position he's running for does not influence those disagreements that I have. Yeah. So he's a good leader. He's a good person. He cares about the community. That's all I need. Yeah. And so yeah. and and and, uh, and he's a good friend and he's a good friend yeah. of mine. I've I've we've developed a relationship over the years and Yeah. And so I've. How I'm, could you support a friend? Right? How can yeah. you support friends? And so when people would ask me, like, I've been not getting pinged to be like, hey, how can you support a Republican? I'm like, well, he's a friend and he cares. Yeah. I'm not, I don't support a party line. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like this last local election in Goshen. I vote for Julia King. Sure. Not Gauchi. One of the, whatever the other one was. One of them wasn't yeah. running and the other one was. Yeah. And I know her and I like her and yeah. she's. She's a, She's Democrat. a Democrat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like, I'm voting based on relationship. Your knowledge and relationship yeah. and understanding of how they know are. Brett Weddle. I don't care. Yeah. And he's a Republican. So yeah. it's like, you know, maybe if I did know him and whatever, but I knew yeah. Julia and I was like, yeah. I like her and she's someone I've talked to multiple times and I, I trust her more than yep. I trust anyone else. Yep. So it's not, it's not like a, I don't know. Yeah. And the local game is so different too. Cause like, yeah. I feel like Paul, polit- I feel like party lines are thrown out at the part at the local level they're they're talked about yeah. because they're such a big deal at the national level yeah but they aren't i don't feel like they are decisions aren't made based on republican or democrat in my opinion yeah because i feel so many people from elkhart county are very centric yeah 
um, just the nature of the beast living in this region. Um, you know, Goshen's known as like the Mennonite capital of the world, right? And Elkhart County is the RV capital of the world. And that's capitalism and a religion, yeah. which are both two fundamental Republican ideas, right? Yeah. But then you have these Democrats that get influenced by that, and you have Republicans that get influenced by the Democrats. So yeah. That's why I feel the local level is the true nature of America. Yeah. Like, for the most part, everyone is good. Like, everyone wants to see good. There, I mean, there are the extremes. Don't get me wrong. There are yeah. extremes on both sides that are oh, very loud, sure. that are very just, they piss everybody off. Yeah. Um, I look at the far left and I see that 5% and I'm just, I, my, I shake my head. I yeah. look at the far right and I see that 5% and I see shake those my head. moms who defend Trump and sell essential oils. You're like, good God, get yeah. off Facebook. <laughs> Stop. You yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so it, the game, the game at the political level or at the local level isn't necessarily Republican versus Democrats relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How we bring that. I feel like it's still so divided. Yeah, I don't know if you can fix it. Um, yeah. I think about this frequently. Like, can you fix this? There was a since your your listeners are probably millennials too, Gen Z. Uh, there's a Sum Forty One song that talks about you know a divided nation, divided we fall. I mean, it's a classic. It's a classic statement. I don't remember who quoted it, but yeah, uh, um, the guy got hung. United we hung, United we stand, divided we fall. Yeah, I know exactly. Um, I know it from a Sum Forty One song. <laughs> yeah, and so it, part of me feels like we have two united groups, which will, which I don't think we'll ever get to a civil war again. I don't think that's well. I that that's not on the table. That won't happen. Um. I don't think there's enough disagreement with people for that to happen. Yeah. Whereas like back during the real civil war, like there was true animosity in families about beliefs. Yeah. Whereas like, I, I think feel we're like, all soy. We're not, we're not, yeah. we're not going to fight. No. Like <laughs> why too, would we, why would we want to take literally America is the most, this is the most peaceful time yeah. in human history. Yep. Western civilization is. Like, yes, there's wars going on, but the number of casualties that are happening from those wars are low, low, low comparatively low. speaking, to human history. Yeah. So we millions literally... And millions of people aren't dying every Correct. Yeah. We are literally living in, from like after World War II, we are literally living in like the most peaceful, peaceful, prosperous time in human history. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think about that. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. <laughs> and so why would... Why? Why would you want to step away from that? Yeah. I mean, people, there's always going to be people that want to just, I mean, let's freaking quote Batman right now. Alfred says, there's always going to be people that want to watch the world burn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's truth. There are people like that. Yep. But. Yeah, there's people who will do evil just because it's evil. Yeah. And then, well, it's because they think it's right and they only see themselves benefiting. Yeah. I don't know if they necessarily see evil versus not evil. No. They just see, they see the fruit at the end being huge. Yeah. Whereas most people are just like okay with the average apple. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. 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 No, but it's yeah. good. It's good to have people who think differently and just thinking differently is huge. I think you have to have different thoughts because if everyone thought the same, I don't think problems would get solved. Yeah, it would be boring. It'd be boring. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a friend who thinks differently, then you keep them as your friend. Correct. Because it's really good for you. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And it's good to bounce ideas. Like, hey, I heard this thing about the president. Can you what tell you me mean? your two cents? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, you 
as you know, leaning more right, you might hear a different perspective than me. Yeah. And if you call me about a, a left perspective, I'd be like, well, here's a perspective I have from what I know about it. Yeah. And it can maybe help bring some, you yeah, know, unity. Yeah. So unity. I, I heard this, so you know how um, the right always talks about how Obama was the biggest warmonger because he killed so many people. Mm-hmm. Biggest drone. Drone strikes. Yeah. Drone strikes mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I heard this and it's like, yeah, all other presidents before then didn't even have drone technology. Correct. So of course he was the biggest drone. I'm, I'm sure if it's George tactical. Washington, I'm sure if George Washington had drones, he would have dusted redcoats all day long. All day. <laughs> you know, so, so, so it's like, okay, yeah. And he's like, but you get caught up in these perspectives and you don't think about things. Yeah. You just don't think about things. And, and there's so many people. So I have, I have family that's been in the military. I'm not a military person myself, but I, res- I do respect the military and I respect what they do. I have friends, I have family and I respect the hell out of drones, first of all. Yeah. They're tactical. They are highly accurate. And they minimize civilian casualties. Hmm. So you are taking the person that's causing the problems out. It's like Iran, where we killed the one guy and literally just, just one. him. One. Yeah. One dude. Yeah. That you, and you know there's always going to be others that pop up. Like right. it's, in my opinion, war is effortless. I mean, it's, it's going to be a forever thing because you're never going to satisfy unless you literally wipe out that culture, which yeah. then that it's becomes genocide. genocide. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so there's always going to be a belief that we're seen as the enemy over in Iran, Iraq, and the Middle East. We are. I mean, there's rightful reason to see ourselves as the enemy. We've been over there killing for 10, no, since 2001. Yeah, so 20 years. <laughs> 20, almost. yeah, we've been there for 19 years killing. <laughs> yeah. And now we're kind of taking a step back and we're like, okay, this is costing a lot of money and yeah. we're tired of taxing all the people and yeah. people are starting to notice how much government money spending we're doing on this it's war. Awful. And, and Why did it take till Trump to figure that out, though? I don't know. I, it's just, crazy. yeah, I mean... Which is, that's actually a good thing. I think we're more focused on the government level because of him. It's literally, sure. literally turned will... our government into a reality TV show, and you you were were focused on yeah. that, and we're just like, why is this happening? Why is this yeah. going? And the other thing I think I've realized is, um, I think the government's been just a crapshoot the whole time. Uh, yeah. But they've been go- so good at being propagandized that we think the government knows everything and can solve all our problems. Like George Bush, he fired so many. Um, what was the speakers or whatever they are, the ones that did the public the oh, press. Oh, yeah, the White House speaker. He did that so many times, but it was so covered up that we didn't realize it. And under he's done it just as much as Trump has. Yeah. And so the, the craziness and the confusion and the fact that they don't know what they're doing has been prevalent for yeah. all of our government. Yeah. But we've just, as a, American people, thought that they had the best answers and stuff. So I yeah. think Trump's... Just shown a light. Or Part like, of me thinks to, to to I I thought about that the other well, someone so, said something very similar to, to me, like what you just said, and I said I don't know. I think that it's always been that way, and we're just now learning it. It's like it's that it's that what there's no, the, yeah, what's t- that effect where like you don't notice babies until yeah. you have one, and then you're or, like, oh my yeah, god, there's a shit ton know, of babies everywhere. You didn't know you had Subaru <laughs> until you bought one. Yeah. yeah same effect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't notice. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. So it's like you now are paying attention to that thing, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Why so, are we spending that money? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Why are we yeah. doing this? Wait, yeah. why, why is this? Exactly. Why, why, why is this happening? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's been good. I just We just haven't had that. Like on, when Obama was in office, I really didn't pay attention to the yeah. to the executive level i you know yeah maturity level too like yeah. you were you I was were making too. wine yeah i was making wine and 
Doing things. <laughs> yeah, doing things. Doing things. And I was, you know, busy job hopping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, gaining experience. There we go. That's what I think it is. We were gaining experience. Gaining experiences. Yeah. Well, dude, we've done so yeah. we've done an hour and forty five minutes. Perfect. So. Awesome. Bro, crush awesome it. chat, man. Yeah. Joe, thank you so me. much for coming on. Yeah, thanks good for times. having me, man. It'll happen again for sure. All right. Take care. Have a good day, everyone. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If oh. people want to follow your TikTok, your oh, social yeah. media. Do you yeah. have a plug? Any plugs that you want to give? Okay. Uh, if you want to follow me on any of my socials, just search Joe Mel. Literally. I use my name. Um, I'm just based on my own searching, my own ego. I come up number one when you search for Joe Mel. So just Google Joe Mel, and I'm pretty sure my Facebook pops up first because I've done it from like incognito mode and stuff like that to try to figure that out. Uh, if you're on TikTok, look for Joe Mel. It's all RV content, little kid. I do stuff with my kids. and. Um, uh, I have a Twitter. I don't use it. I get on there mainly to like troll. <laughs> um, and then my Instagram's Joe Mel. My Facebook's Joe Mel. Boom. Yep. Easy. Easy. Yep. All right, man. All right. Thanks. Take care. Yo, he is an absolute legend, guys. Thank you so much for just listening to another podcast, another Timmons podcast. If you guys are on iTunes, man, I'd appreciate uh, a like. Um, if you're on Spotify, just give me a, a follow. Um, and I don't know. I just, it's, it's cool to see the downloads and the growth and, and I, I owe it all to you guys. You guys are awesome. So, Hey, if you know anyone you think that should be on my podcast, give me a holler. Um, I have my Twitter, uh, that's Timmons podcast, all one word at Timmons podcast, T I M O N S P O D C A S T should know how to spell that. Cause you're listening to this podcast. Um, on Twitter, my personal Twitter is nimtzj, N-I-M-T-Z-T-J, and, uh, Timmons podcast at Gmail. Give me a holla and I would love to just, uh, connect with, uh, as many people as I can and, uh, absolutely love this. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to give shout outs to people. There's so many people I want to give shout outs to. Um, but you know, I'm going to give a shout out to my financial advisor, Kyle Cook over at Edward Jones. Um, he's been ho- helping me out, giving me a lot of uh, tips and tricks on how to make my money grow. Uh, 20% last year, so big moves. Um, anyone at Edward Jones, there's a lot of Edward Jones guys that I know, and they are absolutely awesome dudes. This is They don't know I'm plugging them, but I'm going to plug them anyways. Kyle Cook, he's over by the Walmart and the El Porto uh, Taco Place. Um, Scott Puckett, he's over by... Uh, uh, Concord Mall, um, great dude. JT's over there too. Uh, Rick Yoder, um, solid, awesome guy as well. And he's kind of over by the middle school. So uh, a lot of awesome dudes, a lot of awesome people. Um, and they're really there to help you succeed financially uh, in the future. Long-term thinking is massive, guys. And so um, I invest and I've just seen it grow. And uh, I'm blessed to have started that early. And it's... Uh, tell you after five years i can say um it's a great thing to do so wasn't planning on giving a a promo but i just did so hey if you know someone that needs a promotion haul at your boy anyways hi guys i'll catch you on the next timmy's podcast you guys have a great week blessings and until next time